John 10, 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. So our text today comes from John, and it is one of the many times when Jesus uses I am statements. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the light. And today, I am the good shepherd. And uh, he talks about his sheep knowing his voice. And you know, it, these days, it's, very, it's quite difficult to know which voices to listen to. Wouldn't you agree? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people talking, aren't there? There's a lot of people saying a lot of crazy things. And it's difficult to know who to listen to and how to go about listening to them. And you know what's crazy in our world is that it's easy, it's also easy to only listen to people who say the things we want to hear. You know, we call that uh, the echo chamber, right, in your own, where people just echo back the things you want to hear. And in a, in a world where uh, you get on the internet and your news and your shopping and everything is chosen for you by some magic algorithm that Google has that nobody else understands, by some magic way, when I, for some reason, I have a lot of suit and tie uh, advertising coming up every time I get on the, the internet. I don't know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> but somehow they know that that's what I uh, spent a lot of time shopping for. So, uh, the, and, and of course, this year it's wasted on me because I made a vow like an idiot sometime last year that I wasn't going to buy any new clothes this year. So here we are in what? Month four. And it's difficult, I got to tell you. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's also easy to just to weed out the news that you disagree with and only listen to the news that you agree with. It's easy to weed out the voices that are saying something you don't agree with and only hear the voices that make sense to you. And it's easy in this, in this world because there is such a cacophony of people and voices trying to get our attention. It's so easy for the good shepherd's voice to get drowned out by so much clamor and so much noise. Uh, noise that I would say comes from, as Jesus puts it in John here, the hired hand 
or voices that come from the thief in John 10.10 who only comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But most of these voices, they want something from you and me. They want our money. They want our money. (laughs) And they want our loyalty or they want our vote or they want our whatever it is they want our demographic they want our business they want our endorsement they want the voices calling out to you coming out of the television coming out of our phones coming out of our computers coming over the radio so much they want something from you the good shepherd's voice is different amen the good shepherd's voice is different the good shepherd is calling out to us to give us something amen the good shepherd is trying to lead us you know oftentimes uh folks get up here like myself and i'm i'm guilty of this myself and talking about how dumb sheep are you know, and the problem with that is that in this particular story, we're the sheep. So if I stand up here and talk about how dumb sheep are, what am I saying? That's not very good, is it? That's not good for business. <laughs> but uh, one of the one of the great preachers of our time, Barbara Brown Taylor, uh, was giving a sermon about sheep uh, one once, and was talking about actually how smart sheep are. And the, the difference between sheep and cattle are that cattle, basically cattle, you come up behind them and you scare them into going where you, you know, you, you, you have a whip or you holler and you come up behind them with a horse and you yell at them and you get behind them and you move them, you kind of scare them into moving because cows really don't move naturally, right? You've got to scare them and then they kind of lumber along <coughs> as they walk along. Sheep are different. Sheep are waiting to be led. And when something goes, when someone goes out in front of them and calls them in a voice that they recognize, they will follow. Uh, sheep are followers. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I know in America, being a follower can sometimes be uh, seen uh, as a negative thing. Uh, but in this case, it's a good thing to follow the voice of the Good Shepherd and be led uh, in that way. And in this scenario, indeed, what the Good Shepherd is trying to do is give the sheep pasture, lead them away from danger, help them to find the food they need, and to keep them calm. <laughs> Keeping sheep calm is a priority out on the uh, prairie I'm sure (laughs) (coughs) so how do we know here's the thing how do we know when we're hearing the right voice how do we know when it is indeed the good shepherd speaking because there are so many voices and there's so many voices who are claiming to be the good shepherd aren't there I can't turn you know I, I can't turn on my TV or radio without eventually coming across someone saying, "Hey, listen to my version of who Jesus is." 
And listen to what I have to say about who Jesus is. I mean, it's a testament that there are so many different denominations and so many different ways of being Christian and they so much do not get along with each other. It's a testament to how many different voices are out there. If there were indeed one voice and everyone was listening to that one voice, I think we'd be getting along a little better, don't you? Amen. So I think here again, John in this text uh, really is trying to convey to us how we know the Good Shepherd when we hear it. The first thing is that uh, the right voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd is going to be grounded, is going to be a voice that comes out of trust, that is grounded in love. Jesus said this, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Uh, you're not going to know Jesus' voice until you know Jesus. Amen? And what is knowing Jesus about? It's about really looking at uh, the message that Jesus has conveyed to us over the millennia. There's three ways that we hear God's voice uh, through Christ in our tradition. One is the Bible. And, you know, I don't know that that helps our situation when I say read the Bible and then you'll know Jesus' voice because, quite frankly, there's a lot of people reading the Bible and we're coming to all completely different uh, conclusions about things. So that, thank you, Pastor Curtis, that does not help, right? But let me tell you, actually, I think it does. Uh, the first thing I would say is that uh, what Jesus has to say is different than other parts of the Bible. Okay? So don't, don't confuse uh, the stories in Genesis with Jesus and the Gospel story. Don't confuse what Paul has to say with what Jesus has to say. Now, I'm, I'm bordering on heresy here. It's not that Paul doesn't have good things to say, but Paul is not Jesus, right? And we worship Christ, amen? So does Paul. <laughs> and he has great things to say about the risen Christ. But the crux, the meat and potatoes, the heart of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ is found in the gospel story, the gospel narrative. So it begins there. And, uh, you know, the rest of it really helps to help us understand that. But at the heart of it, I, and I guess what I really want to say is don't confuse the two. Make sure that when you're talking about following what Jesus is and who Jesus is and what Jesus has to say about the world we live in, make sure you're listening to Jesus, not Peter's epistle or James or Paul. Paul offers great insight, but it starts with who Jesus is and what Jesus had to say in the world we live in. So I guess don't confuse those two. will help a little bit. The other thing is, praise Jesus, we have this whole community uh, wrestling with those texts together. Amen? Not only that, but we have some uh, great scholarship we can turn to. We can become uh, we can become uh, pseudo-scholars on what the Bible has to say. And we can open ourselves up 
to some great uh, scholarship around the Bible. And I encourage you to do that. But the Bible is understood best when it's understood in community. Which really kind of brings us to another way that we know the voice of God and the way that we can hear uh, and trust the voice and know Jesus is through our tradition, through our community, through those things which are passed down. We have, we have shared this story of who we are and who Jesus is in our midst in this community for, over, for almost 135 years as First Baptist Church. And of course, we have a Baptist tradition that goes back to 1600s. And then we have a tradition that goes back even further than that. And then all the way back to the early church. <clears throat> and so, you know, we, we draw on that tradition to understand who Jesus is and to know the voice of Christ when we hear it for ourselves. And the other one, and the thing that I think gets, gets left out and probably negated most of all, is your own experience. Right? We have all had, we, I don't think we'd be here if we didn't have some kind of personal, spiritual understanding or experience with the sacred. Or have, and, and in some way we're either seeking or have come to understand that Jesus offers us insight into those spiritual experiences that we have. And those spiritual experiences, those encounters with God, those moments when we bask in the holy, they shape us. And they're real. And they're honest. And uh, they shouldn't be set aside. But feel free to let those personal experiences shape the way we think about what is sacred. And the way we think about... We can't help it, as a matter of fact. Uh, we look through the lens of our own experience whenever we read Scripture or whenever we experience the tradition we're a part of. But we come to trust a voice when we get to know it. Amen? And through these ways is how we get to know Jesus. Through these things. The other thing uh, I would say about the right voice to listen to is... That when it's Jesus' voice, it's going to be saying things that are important for the whole flock. That are for the benefit of the whole flock. Not just certain sheep. I can tell you this, Jesus does not play favorites. Uh, Jesus does not pull aside the best looking sheep and say, okay, you know what, you guys, here's, I'm going to make things happen good for you. In fact, I'm going to take some of their food and I'm going to give it to you because they're Quite frankly, they're ugly, they're scrawny looking sheep. We don't care about them. Uh, we want the best sheep to get the best stuff. And it, if someone's saying that to you, that is not the voice of Jesus. That is not the good shepherd. The good shepherd says, wait a minute, we've got to make sure everybody gets some of this. We've got to make sure we are, we are not going to take just 99 sheep. If one of us is missing, I'm going to go get that sheep. Remember this parable? The kingdom of God is like a shepherd who leaves 99 sheep to go find the one lost sheep. That's Jesus' voice. We're not going to leave even one out there on their own. We're going to bring them all in. So if you got the voice of Jesus saying, i got special stuff for you, but not for them, 
Or even worse, I'm going to take what they have and it really belongs to you because you're special and they don't get as much. You're listening to the wrong voice. Amen? Amen? amen. Yeah, give me an amen there. That's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus also says uh, the right voice, well, I'm going to say this, the right voice sticks with you, hangs in there with you. Jesus said, the hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. Jesus isn't like that. Jesus doesn't desert or walk away or leave you hanging or say good luck, sorry, better luck next time. Uh, The hired hand is the one who is actually looking for something. And when he doesn't get it, he runs away. There are so many voices out there that want something from you. Some of them are preachers. Lord, help us. Some of them are churches who want something from you. Uh, and that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Uh, when, you hear, when you hear someone wanting something, and uh, that, that getting benefits them personally in tremendous ways you got to be suspicious you got to be suspicious i'm sick so i'm kind of talking you know without a filter today so (laughs) i feel like i'm just saying it like it is right (laughs) but i'm not going to name names but sometimes i listen to these preachers and i think i can't believe people send this guy their money i can't believe it and i can't believe they take advantage of so many people and and play on their fear and play on their anxieties when we hear and and it's not just preachers but i get mad at preachers but there are a lot of people who are going to play on our anxieties and capitalize on our anxieties that is not the voice of the shepherd the voice of the shepherd calms your fears and helps you to be at peace my peace i bring to you my peace i leave you jesus is going to bring you peace not fear not anxiety not stress any shepherd would tell you the last thing you want is a bunch of stressed out sheep right (laughs) Uh, uh, the shepherd's not going to do that The other thing is the right voice gives sacrificially to the sheep, not the other way around. That's really what I was just talking about. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The sheep don't give their life for the shepherd. Of course, that breaks down around feeding time, but I won't get into that. Jimmy Carter uh, was a big proponent of uh, uh, Habitat for Humanity. And there's this story about him working in the Philippines. And they were talking to a man who received the home uh, that Jimmy Carter had been working on, former president. And uh, this man was talking about it. The, the reporter, or whoever was interviewing him, asked him, "Well, what was the best? Well, you know, what was the best part of this?" He goes, "Well, you know, I was watching. This is in the Philippines. I was watching uh, former President Carter working on my house, and it was a very hot day, and he was working so hard and." as he was he was mixing mortar for the bricks and as he was mixing the mortar he he drips of sweat off of jimmy carter's 
brow dripped down into the martyr that he was mixing and that went to hold his house together and it was the it was the sweat and work of jimmy carter that blessed my house that i will always remember the most and this is this is the kind of shepherd we are called to follow one who gives sweat and blood amen so that we might live in a home right that's the kind of shepherd we're called to follow that's the kind of shepherd we've been called to leave to to come to and listen to a shepherd who lays down his life that brings us to my final point is that the right voice has the power to do what he say says he will do Jesus in this text said for this reason the father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again Jesus said I will lay down my life for the sheep but that will not be the final answer I will take it up again and lo and behold here we are worshiping today the risen Christ some 2,000 years later that wasn't just hyperbole that wasn't just talk Jesus backs it up, amen, with some real power. Uh, and that's, I think, ultimately the difference. <coughs> Is that while, and, and I'm really on a thing about, uh, about these kind of feel-good preaching and feel-good moments we get from master marketers in the world we live in. Things that say they're going to make us feel good. Things that say they're going to be right. If I hear Dr. Oz call something a miracle one more time, you know what I mean? Because he's lying. That's not a miracle. Plus, those things he's talking about usually don't work. It's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. Sorry, I'm t- I, I have no filter. <laughs> uh these things real miracles come from one person loving another real miracles come from the sheep all coming into the pasture together real miracles come from the long arduous journeys of faith when we come through our difficult times when we come through the the challenges of life when we come through our health problems when we come through those moments when we go when we die a good death in our homecoming when we've lived a good life and Jesus comes and takes us home the miracle comes in the everyday voice of God calling us to move forward sometimes we go running leaps and bounds and we're running and uh, just having a grand time sometimes it's drudgery sometimes it's crawling sometimes we're hearing the voice and we can barely hear it and we're not going a day by day but we're going minute by minute but that's the miracle when the voice of the Good Shepherd gives us everything we need to keep going, to keep pushing, and to keep moving inch by inch. And the world we live in has changed our expectations about that. And that if we just pay ninety nine ninety five, 
somehow a miracle is going to come and I'm going to fit in my old clothes again, right? And it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to. I'm 46. It's just not going to happen anymore, right? <laughs> Miracles are when we hear the Good Shepherd, we follow His voice, and He leads us to peace, to living water, to safety, away from the wolf and the hired hand and the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. My prayer today is that we will seek out and do our best to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd over the din and cacophony of all the other voices that are trying to get our attention. Let us pray. Great and loving God, Good Shepherd who guides us, the Good Shepherd who lays down His life for us, we thank You so much. Uh, and in Christ, we commit ourselves to listening to you uh, and seek out what your voice has to really say about us and about the world we live in. We ask all this in the powerful name of Christ. Amen.